0: No obligations, a free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. The Great Ones, they're different. They really are. Not better, just different. Sure, there's a physical power, a mental strength, a complex but resolute constitution too – There's a whole lot more than just the measurables. That's something else, that intangible. It separates us from them. Welcome to the Legends Series on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Before we get started, an admission for you. I'm loving these Legends Series. The variation, the stories, the names, the friendships, After 32 years in the game, in the industry, I can honestly say I've never had as much professional satisfaction as I do now. What this is, it's history. Rugby league history. These stories need to be told and shared before they disappear. This series guest, well, one of the greats. Just 100 games, but his imprint reached well beyond the sidelines he tore up and the crowds he thrilled. He was everything good about our great game. Still is. But who is Larry Corowa?
1: Yeah, good question. Um, An Aboriginal person who grew up on the Tweed. Mm. Um, Quiet, reserved. um, Loves me family, family boy. Um... Love the country, love the surf, being on the Tweed, Koolangatta, and uh, appreciate everything that um, people do
0: for me. Growing up on the North Coast, or, or the Tweed, Gadda in the 1960s, very different world to what we live in now? Most definitely. Um, <laughs> well, there's no
1: tall buildings around when we were here, yeah. but um, yeah, you can just, You'd go anywhere, walk anywhere, um, catch a bus and, you know, catch up with all your mates, go down the park, kick the footy around, you know, Mm -hmm. go for a swim. But, you know, back then it was just sort of football, cricket. Yeah.
0: And uh, that was it, swimming. Did you behave yourself in the 60s, Flash? Yes, I did. Yeah. You're saying that with a straight face, so I'll believe you.
1: Yeah, I did, yeah. I wasn't a good um learner at school. Um but um I did my best and um uh school was important to uh for my upbringing as well yep. because um you get to meet different people and all that so um Playing footy because my old man and my uncles mm. and my grandfather played footy, so I was in the blood. And everyone just at Tweed River High just played football, and yep. you, and you had blokes like Mick, Mick and Peter Ryan, who um, and Stephen Hargy that all yeah. went there, and and you knew blokes that you know played first grade in mm-hmm. the local comp. You know when I was you know fourteen, fifteen, mm-hmm. growing around, but um, yeah, Tweed was good to me. You know.
0: Speaking of the nickname, what's the nickname now as life has changed, so too is how we speak to one another? The original nickname I would imagine is unacceptable or inappropriate in 2022. Well, it's only inappropriate to other people. To me,
1: I love it. I'm proud of being black yep. and black flash is what I am and, you know, people have asked me, you know, it's inappropriate. I said, yes, no, you can call me in
0: that you don't find it offensive. I don't find it offensive. I,
1: I I think it's a, an acknowledgement of, you know, the name that, what I played for mm. down there, you know. So, you know, they call the Rick, Ricky Wolford the Black Cat, yeah. you know, the Panther. So, yeah. you know, and but, you know, it it doesn't bother me. I love um, it. So anyway, everyone out there, you can call me the Black Flash or the Flash, whatever you want, doesn't bother me.
0: Naturally fast, naturally athletic. Did rugby league even in the early years? Did it come easy to you?
1: I didn't know how quick I was until I got to Canberra. Really? Yeah, I I did athletics at school, won a couple of races, but um, I went to um, Sydney for a carnival, state carnival, and I come second in a long in the long jump instead of sprinting. Wow. So it sort of didn't sort of come to me until I got down to, to Canberra and yeah. started um, playing down there and they flicked me straight onto the wing at Woden Valley. Ah. So that's where it all started from, you know, but, mate, I was a pole back then, you know, yeah. so, <laughs> you know.
0: I have heard the story previously, the details I'm sketchy on, but from here... There was one or two stops before you got to Balmain. Canberra was one of them and the most famous one. I'll let you fill in the blanks. Was there another stop between Tweed, Canberra, Leichhardt? No. No. No.
1: Straight straight out of uh, Tweed to Canberra. Yep. My uncle was in the army at Duntroon. Okay. All right, so he come home and said, what are you doing? I said, nothing. He said, come down, I'll get you a job at in Canberra. So he was based in the Duntroon after coming out of Vietnam and being based in Canberra. Mm. So I got a job at DAA, Department of Aboriginal Affairs, yeah. and the bloke that was working there called Percy Knight made friends with me.
0: What a small world that is.
1: Yeah, and Percy said, where are you from, mate? And I said, oh, I'm up at Tweed. He mm. said, you play football? I said, yeah. He said, come to training. So that... Thursday, I went down to training with um, Waden Valley Rams. Yeah, and Peter Fardell yeah. played for the Tigers. Yeah. He was the coach, and a few other good footballers were amongst Jeez. them. So, and we had a, f- a few Koori fellas that also played there. Mm. Um, Joey Will- Williams's uncle Neville, I played with him. Okay, he was the halfback. Percy was in the centres. Um, Ali Co and um, myself was on the wing. So. Did you have an
0: undefeated season down there with the Rams? No, Monaro? Monaro, yep. Okay. <clears throat> so and that's fo- what shot you guys sort of on the radar? Yeah, the following year we
1: signed, me and Percy signed for Monaro. Yep. Uh, sorry, and Kangaroos Okay. under Billy Sullivan, who was our coach. Yep. And that year we made that Monaro side. Yep which Donnie Ferner coached. That's it. And that's where we went through undefeated okay. and got picked in the New South Wales countryside that played up here against the South East Queensland mob and got picked from there to play the city-country match. And then
0: shot to to superstar In 78, yeah. Rugby league loves a feel-good story. 78 was certainly... That for you and for Rugby League, you'd appear in the big city. You debuted for the Tigers at 21 years of age, played 21 games, 24 tries, part of a very rare club that has scored more tries than games played in their first season. What a year and what a feel-good story that is when you look back on it now. Yeah, those
1: those first two years were my best years at the Tigers. Were they? Oh, yeah. 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 Unknown. Um just come onto the scene and um just sort of it was just the club that made made me settle in so quickly and uh, play football um and uh, and the fans mate unbelievable you know and especially playing at Like Oval oh, you're right yeah. you're right there with the fans and uh it was just an unbelievable couple of years and it's just it was just mind boggling for me to um you know, to firstly go to um, the Balmain, but then to be picked in the um, the Kangaroo tour. Oh, wow! You know, and uh, the following, and it was an experience over in England mm. and France. Um, and I was grateful that I didn't play in you know, a Test over there because they would have smashed me the, the palms over there. Because back in them days, oh yeah, yeah, tough I, as can be, tough yeah. as can be, yeah. And I was I was lucky enough in '79 to get picked for. Went back here when they come out here yeah. for two tests. So, yeah, 78, 79 were great years. Then it sort of dropped off a bit because I think the defence became too orientated coming yep. in with the coaches and, and all that. So, mm. And a few of the players that I relied on with Percy and, and them, they were back in reserve grade. Yep. And uh, Lordy Martin and uh, Dennis Spendle was yeah. injured. So it's sort of... Sl- I wasn't getting the ball and quickly as that I wanted it to. Yep. Yep. So it sort of disrupted that from 1980. Then PC and Blocker and Benny all come in. Um, and I still think Benny is one of the best har- um, hookers that I've ever yeah. seen play football. Agreed. Um, he had everything going for him.
0: Hey legends, I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Would you like to be part of the team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go from scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings, and more. The opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week, and we can cater to businesses both big and small we will work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want, and when you want. Packages start from as little as $150. If you're interested in joining our team, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab at Unfiltered.com.au. Mate, life away from footy, um, you're a country-minded kid in a big city. How did Sydney treat you? Was it easy, a difficult or an uncomfortable change? It was difficult in the early stages, yeah.
1: the first couple of months, because they, they threw me into a one-bedroom unit at Tremoyne, <laughs> and 100 metres down the road was the Tremoyne Rowan Club. <laughs> and back in its day, yeah. mate, you would know, they'd come from everywhere yeah. to, to party, and mm. Um, we've had some f- very f- great times at Tremoyne. and uh, but mate, the players, as I said, the players, the officials, and the fans just made me so welcome. And after those first couple of uh, months, that you know, I settled in into the the big smoke pretty good. The hardest part is getting around, you know, the, yeah. the streets, and you know, I got to go from. From Balmain to Cronulla or Penrith, yep. I wouldn't, I didn't know how to get there. Mm. So, um, but after a while, you get used to it, and uh, yeah, I uh, I settled in pretty quickly.
0: Not everyone is comfortable underneath the shining spotlight of professional sport. It means life changes, um, and it's not for everyone. Was it difficult for you because you couldn't go to a restaurant? or a bar, or a pub, or you couldn't go for a walk along the harbour without 100 people saying, hey, Flash. Yeah, that's the, it,
1: it was hard, but you, you get used to it, mate, you know, and um, my father always taught me to be respectful to everyone yep. that you meet, so, and especially the young kids that want your autographs. Mm. So, you know, I used to walk to the game and at the back we used to park the car and walk down um, down the hill to... Go around to the back of the – and I'd I'd have about 100 kids waiting in line for yeah. an autograph, you know, and I'd sign them all. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd say to me uh, girlfriend at the time, I mean, business, oh, you better go because I'll yep. be here for a little bit. But we used to get there at the under-23s because I used to love watching the under-23s yep. first and the Reggies and yep. half-time in for Get Ready.
0: Exactly right.
1: But, mate, yeah, um, as I said – be respectful to everyone and, um, you know, what's what's five minutes out of your time, you know?
0: Wonderful ethos and it shows a lot about your character and says a lot about your character. i going to take you back to your debut. You scored a try. I think more important than debut day is I'll take you forward seven days. It was Sunday, April 2 at Henson Park, a crowd of 4,842 watched in awe as this kid no-one knew about scored four tries in a 39-5 to 5 win over the Jets. Do you remember the day? Yes, I do, yeah. Vividly.
1: Really, all these years later? I've got the proof to...
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be- because this is an audio-only <laughs> podcast, Larry just popped out one of his teeth for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, a, uh, a big second row I come across and give me one around the chops and um, I didn't realise but uh, my front tooth was knocked out and everyone was looking for it after the game but they couldn't find it. But, yeah, that game I still remember vividly, mate. Yeah, um, um, I think... Was Chuck Raper the coach of Newtown back then?
0: 1978, you're testing me here, Larry. You're testing me. Yeah, it might have been Chuck, I think. Okay.
1: Um, but... Yeah, well, you know, Newtown weren't a, right up in the top. They weren't a bottom side. They weren't a bottom side, but they were a very strong yeah. team. And, um, but we had, a, we had a real good team. Mm. And um, I used to anticipate um, Percy or Lordy Martin making a half break, or they would come straight across to me. But, you know, even on the back line, if there was an overlap and. There was no one in front of me, that was it. Yet the ball came out. Yeah, mm. and um, I felt sorry for some of the fullbacks, actually, <laughs> that's what I did to them, but, you know, half the time I didn't know what I was doing myself when I was in full flight.
0: Four know. tries, only your second game. You must have walked out of Henson Park thinking, this New South Wales Rugby League is easy. Uh, no, I didn't. My, my mouth was so <laughs>
1: swollen and uh, so... But um, yeah, it was great memories and um, you know great blokes.
0: A wonderful year then selection on that famous nineteen seventy eight Kangaroo tour. An amazing collection of footballers, an equally amazing collection of men away from the field. A lot of old hard heads in that. Touring squad, yeah. I often hear the older blokes really look out for the younger, less experienced ones. Who was good for you, the older blokes on that tour? Well, we sort of grav. I sort of gravitated to because of Mick with me, New
1: South Wales days, yep. and the Parramatta Boys, um, Jeff Gerard, Ray Price, yep. Graham Oling, Ronnie Hilditch. Uh, them blokes like you know next suburb, so we you know pretty close yeah. with the Parramatta Boys, but. Um, you know, Craig Young was another bloke. He had a, yeah. you know, mate, if you talk about tough front rowers, yep. Albert was one of them. Yeah, very you know. much. And he had to take on two Pommy blokes, Cliffy Watson and I think it was Eric Archer or someone like yeah. that. You know, so. But, you know, and another bloke that I've got a lot of time for and he was, mate, I reckon he's one of the greatest second rowers ever is Rod Reddy.
0: They didn't room you with Rod Reddy, did no, they? No, thankfully not. Yeah, no, I was with with uh, Shuey. That's a positive because Rocket scarred young blokes oh, for yeah. life, didn't he? He oh, was yeah. the the original wild child on tour. Oh yeah, yep. He
1: was um, he was tremendous player under pressure. Mm. Rocket, you know, he'd he'd go out and do his job, but he'd do it yep. to a tee t- that you know he'd carve. Teams up, yeah, you know he was six foot four five or something, and Man. he could run like a hare and, yep. and um, mate he could ball play mm. you know blokes like that you know Bordy he, he was tough and all that as well, but um you know um, Chrissy Anderson you know he'd been around a, a while yeah. too you know Chris, so Apes was very good handy to me you know, giving me advice along the way and and all that you know so um but I had a – we had a couple of days off before we went to France and um, we had an experience, me, uh, Greg Oliphant and Brucey Walker.
0: Yeah.
1: We went to a couple of – we went to Germany, then we crossed into Switzerland, then we went back to see the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. And back down south for the the rest of the games. Mm. But Frank gave us a few days off to go and explore, you know, which was, you know, great – Fabulous, From Frank, yeah. you know, but, um, yeah, for a, a skinny little black fella from toyed next minute I'm
0: going up in the elevator at the Eiffel Tower, I yeah. said, how good's this? Yeah, <laughs> I love this. Mate, any discussion about the 78 tour cannot go without asking about the famous or infamous bar fight with the band The Jam. Yeah. You were right in the middle of it too from all reports. I was right there in the line waiting to get a drink. We hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. The Legends series drops at the start of your working week. It's in-depth, personal and highlights some of the game's finest from yesteryear. The Weekly Wodge drops in time for your weekend. It's full on and the hottest podcast on the market. Why listen to opinions when you can listen to interviews with the stars? And on every episode, you can hear up to a dozen different players and coaches, both past and present, giving their thoughts on the great game. It's fast-paced, full of footy and laughs. It's a must-listen. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. That way, you won't miss a thing every episode will drop immediately. Before you go, we'd love a five-star rating and review. It's not for ego, it's for business, as we look to expand the unfiltered brand and bring you more. Make sure you come back soon. Legends.